0: Hello my friends and welcome again to the Deeper Daily podcast. I'm your host Paul White. It's the 10th day of July and we are in the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. At the recording of this podcast, I have just returned from Missouri where I ministered for my dad in Poplar Bluff. I went to my mother had a a, a little surgery a, where she had to stay overnight in the hospital so we wanted to be there for that and so, a lot of road traveling lately everything went great by the way went very very well and we 're so thankful for those of you who knew about it and that prayed for both the trip and for my mom 's surgery and all of that is great and we 're just thankful that everything uh, went according to plan. Um, Well, I'm telling you all that because I'm still sort of excited about the word I delivered. I told you a couple of days ago, well, I guess it was on yesterday's podcast where we finished the 34th verse. Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And I told you that there was a sermon brewing in me. Well, I preached that in Missouri. Now it's going to be weeks and weeks before you guys hear that because we have a quite a backlog building up from a lot of our summer travel but uh, eventually we'll get to it and, and I just I'm just excited about it I think it was a message that uh, kind of encapsulates a lot of things we've said over the years and brings it to a climactic spot in Jesus and the kingdom and so we'll tell you more about that as approaches but um, that has me sort of abuzz about the middle of this 12th chapter of Mark. Jesus has just finished his confrontation with a trilogy of religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. And the, the scribal address that we just went through was to asking Jesus what the greatest commandment of the law is. I don't want to review this too much, but, of course, Jesus responds with the Shema, the... Uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind. And then he adds, love your neighbor as yourself. The scribe, of course, well, that's, that's great. That's exactly right. And Jesus says, you're not far from the kingdom. Then Jesus turns. After, after that verse, Jesus answered and said, while he taught in the temple, this is verse 35, how is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? So we're to assume, based upon the way Mark lays this out, and I, I said before, who are we to know if exactly it went this way, where some Pharisees come up to him, talk to him, then some Sadducees talk to him, and then a scribe to him. We don't know that. Mark lays it out that way, but he could be showing Jesus confronting the religious leaders across his ministry, and he sort of condenses it into a moment. If that's the case... We could take this address in the temple in regards to the scribes or the teachers of the law as another way of Mark showing how Jesus dealt with them. And so in either case, whether it happens ABCD in chronological order or whether it happens as a sort of an overview composite of these things, We have Jesus saying, How is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself said by the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Set at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore David himself calls him Lord. How is he then his son? And the common people heard him gladly. What's happening in this text Well, Jesus is confronting the fact that the scribes spend their time in the Word. They spend their time searching out Torah, Psalms, prophets, and still struggle with someone coming along actually being the son of David, actually being the Christ. David himself means that Jesus is sort of hanging his interpretation of this particular psalm, Psalm 110, as being authored by David. And while doing so, this gives David's psalm sort of divine inspiration, which his disciples will do later as well. David is quoted in Acts 1. David's psalms are quoted in Acts 4. It was a popular motif for the early apostles and for Jesus to quote the psalm's Attributed to David. And that's important for us to understand, maybe in a way that we missed, because we think of David, we just think of him as this mighty warrior or this king. We might think of his sin. That seems to be common for us. But they thought of David as the representation of the entire royal line. They when they thought of David, they, they recognized that at some point in their glorious past, they had had a king. A king means you have a kingdom. A king in a kingdom means you've conquered other kingdoms. So to lean into David is to lean into uh, royalties, to lean into messiahship. So when Jesus talks about Christ as the son of David, this is a link to the royal line. And so Jesus' argument really is that while the Messiah descends from David, the the dignity, his royalty, his power is greater than David. Because Jesus' argument is how can David say, by the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, capital L-O-R-D versus lowercase O-R-D. The first Lord is all caps. You can look at this in your text in verse 36. The second Lord starts with a capital. So how can the covenant God say, this is where David addresses that king as Lord. This, is, this king is uniquely associated with covenant God. And so Jesus is showing how, though he belongs in the royal line of David, His authority exceeds that of David, is greater than a mere king. It's Jesus placing himself in the position of kingly authority in a very unique and special way. Verse 37, therefore David himself calls him Lord, how is he then his son? So it's Jesus saying more than just descending from David, The power that he has ascends above David. And the common people heard him gladly. Now, it's an interesting contrast the way verse 34 ends and the way verse 37 ends. 34 says, but after that, no one dared question him. So Jesus then stops talking to the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. He turns from the religious leaders to the everyday people in the temple crowd And when he gets to done talking to them, 37 ends, the common people heard him gladly. Mark's doing this on purpose to show you that the religious leaders have confronted Jesus and they've turned away and stopped asking him anything. They don't like his answers. The common people, however, are glad to hear him because this is a Jesus who speaks to them. I don't think it's simply, we've said this a lot, people people say the people love Jesus because he spoke with authority. I think they loved him because he spoke with authority and compassion. It was the kind of authority that come from heaven, but it was the compassion that met their heart. Jesus will then give a beware, and we'll listen to that with him tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.